Hello, listeners. This is Travis E. Taylor bringing you the next chapter of my novel, Good Clean Fun. We are following Mercury as she gathers a group of nine teenage misfits to help build her empire. She will mold the world to her will in search of wealth and power. Puppeteering her team, she'll use violence to dominate the drug game in her small city. I'll be releasing this story as an ebook and a podcast week by week, chapter by chapter. You can keep up with each release by following me on Facebook or Instagram with the handle Travis E. Taylor. Now, last time on Good Clean Fun, Mercury, through her own folly, had lost access to her supply of prescribed pharmaceuticals, which she was selling to her classmates and any other customers she could find. Today's chapter, we will be meeting Neptune, Mercury's new boyfriend. Uh, hopefully, with his help, she can get her hands on some new product. Neptune will be voiced by a good friend and the man who officiated my wedding in October, um, Cordell. Cordell is a professional stage actor who is currently in a production of Spamalot, and uh, we're pretty lucky that he made the time to to voice Neptune for us, and I think he did a really great job. Okay, uh, let's begin, as always, by taking a deep breath. And without further delay, Good Clean Fun by Travis E. Taylor, Chapter 4, Neptune, February the following month. The basketball completed three-fourths of a rotation around the hoop before succumbing to gravity and falling through for three. It could have gone either way. Neptune had put 12 points on the board already this half, but most had been the same ugly look. Jogging back to defend, his teeth were gritted. He ran his hand over his shaved head, flicking the sweat to the ground before forcing the return of his smile. A smile he knew looked good on his strong chin. As always, the cheers of the parents and the half-filled bleachers fell on deaf ears. They meant nothing to him. However, for the first time, Mercury was amongst the number in the stands so he had a lot on the line. Back at the top of the key, he studied the well-built point guard of the Novi Warriors as he spit his commands to his teammates, dribbling the ball slowly and deliberately. He was not unskilled, but he lacked respect for Neptune as the formidable adversary he was. Just a few feet from the three-point arc, his opponent predictably feigned a cut left only to start his drive on the right. Neptune made no move to stop him until he had resigned to the same tired path he had been attempting the whole game, with diminishing levels of success. By the time he dropped his shoulder to storm the net, Neptune had already hooked the ball from him and was halfway down the court. He leaped, lifted the ball just above the rim, and placed it delicately for two points. Demanding attention, Neptune's size 12s landed on the gym floor. He scanned the crowd of makeup-caked girlfriends and clapping middle-aged parents. There she was. They had only been dating for a high school minute, but he had fallen hard. A tropical princess that made him feel that with her love he could conquer the world. She gave a half-smirk of approval. Her legs were sealed tightly together in her calf-length black skirt. Her back was sharply upright, shoulders dropped. Displaying a royal pose, her hands were crossed over a black ledger bound by a red elastic strap that had a silver pen tucked into it. Her white t-shirt that could have been revealing was covered by a jean jacket. 
One thick braid of dark hair fell in front of her like the tail feathers of a parrot resting on her shoulder. He shot her a wink before turning back toward defense. He passed by the careless player who had just gifted him the breakaway. Brow furrowed, he scanned Neptune up and down, then muttered, fucking figures, under his breath. How accurate a sentiment, Neptune thought. He surveyed the other nine players on the court, then the lineup on both benches, and finally the audience. There was some color. Donville held most of the Hispanic population between the surrounding cities, but no one wore anything close to Neptune's midnight skin. His complexion and skill invited attention, good and bad. He could almost see himself through the eyes of these fine white people, a dumb black jock, a showboater with a hair trigger, or even an aspiring rapper that only made it to school for these games. His cheeks burned. Hide. All he wanted to do was hide. But that was a non-starter. He was much too proud for that. He would never hide himself away just to appease the trash. He knew, or rather feared, that once you start to hide, you never could stop. The rest of the game, he went through the motions, made the easy shots, took no risks. But his heart was no longer in it. Luckily, he had sufficiently scared his opponents early on, and they gave him a wide berth passing away from him for the remainder of the game. Afterwards, 45 Donville, 32 Novi, the coach gave his cookie-cutter monologue about being a gracious winner, appreciating the victories and continuing the hard work. The team circled to put their hands in, gave three deep pumps, and threw their arms up, chanting, Donville Lions! Neptune collected his high fives, pats on the back, and accolades, counting the minutes before he could connect with Mercury. He broke free from his team, only to be caught by numerous complimenting parents. After weathering the praise, he finally found his way to his girl sitting patiently in the bleachers. He sat down next to her, unsure of how to greet her, and still battling the post-game adrenaline surge. Played really well, she said mechanically. Neptune beamed. Thank you. I felt a little sloppy out there. He slid his hand onto her shoulder. She made no move to embrace or repel the gesture. This is my friend Pluto. Mercury leaned back to reveal a petite Asian girl in a baggy black slipknot t-shirt. Her hair combed over one eye. Neptune felt embarrassed. He had not seen her when he walked up. There was some space between the two girls, but how had he missed her? Really nice to meet you. Ah... Uh... What did you say your name was again? Pluto is fine, the girl said in a voice that might as well have been a whisper. Good game. It was clear those words had never passed her lips before in that order, so they fell awkwardly to the ground. Fortunately, Neptune had no less than a hundred responses locked and loaded and could rotate through them so as not to sound inauthentic. Hey, thanks. Really appreciate you coming out to support the team. Mercury made eye contact with Neptune, forcing an answer to a question she hadn't asked. Oh, yeah. Um... Neptune's voice dropped, and he looked over at Pluto questioningly. It's okay, she's going to run the errand with me, Mercury said patiently. Pluto nodded. Okay, yeah, I guess. Okay. So, we are all going over to Don McHale's place for pizza. Nick Long's parents will be there too. His family's really the only ones with any money on the team. Neptune paused, stretching his neck in both directions, checking his surroundings. 
Nick has an extra key stashed under the propane tank of the grill in the back of the house. Let me write down the address for you. Mercury retracted the notebook waspishly when Neptune reached for it. Protecting the book with her arm, she opened it into herself to tear a piece from the back. Returning the elastic strap, she placed the paper on top of the notebook, then the pen on top of the paper and offered it to Neptune. Neptune scribbled down the address, returned it, then continued on. His mom deals with some depression and medicates heavily just to deal, you know? Medicine cabinet in the master bath. Also, there is a good-sized wooden jewelry box in the master bedroom. Top of the stairs, on the left. Mercury opened the notebook again and started jotting, still guarding her writing. It's locked, but it's just a small clasp, really. Good shake should open it. I'd say you have at least until 11 p.m. I will ride over to Don's place with Nick. If anything changes, I'll call you. Neptune looked to Mercury for confirmation. Mercury nodded and rose, collecting her wool coat. Pluto and Neptune followed. I think that is all we need, then. You did really well. I'll shoot you a text when it's done. She kissed him on the cheek and turned to walk away. Her perfume made him think of dark chocolate-dipped rose petals. You played well tonight. I'll see you later. Thanks, babe. He regretted the word immediately. Mercury half-turned in response, but only continued on. Nice meeting you. <sighs> he had already lost her name. Pluto gave a small nod and followed in Mercury's footsteps, a small distance behind. Neptune was left standing in the bleachers with a lot to digest. He felt apprehensive, excited, and sweaty. He wiped his nose on his bicep to sneak a smell of his armpits and did not like what he found. He started toward the locker room. Well, I hope you enjoyed this chapter of Good Clean Fun. Again, I'll be releasing the story chapter by chapter, week by week. If you're eager to see what happens next, the next chapter is already available on Amazon Kindle and Letterpress. Uh, links to both can be found on my website, travisetaylor.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my newsletter. Stay updated with what I'm working on and to get some freebies. When you sign up, you do get access to a short story called All There Was that I wrote pretty recently and I'm pretty proud of. So please sign up. And lastly, please do not forget to uh, tell a friend uh, if you enjoyed the story. Um, you know, spread the word a little bit. I would like to thank Cordell for aiding his uh, considerable talents to this project and voicing Neptune. He did a great job, unsurprisingly, because he is a classically trained actor, but he really did uh, add a little bit of unique flair to Neptune, and uh, I really appreciated that. I would also like to thank Eric Chatham, a dear friend of mine from the good old days up in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, we used to work together at the Dirty Bird, uh, the Red Robin. We used to sling burgers together. Um, and I haven't actually seen him in a lot of years, which is unfortunate living out in California now. Um, but it's one of those friends, you know, you hit up you on the phone and you say, Hey, I'm trying to create a podcast from the ground up. And, and he responds <laughs> with excitement and not with what the hell are you doing? And he's been willing to be the beta reader, uh, for my African-American male characters, uh, both Neptune and uh, Saturn, who you're going to meet in a couple of chapters. Um, and he really is a wealth of knowledge, um, both about the creative process, because he's coming from a very creative background himself. He's a, a comedian, 
and uh, a writer. And so he, he gives a lot of important input in, in terms of writing, but also uh, he calls me out on my folly when, I, when I'm misrepresenting um, my African-American male characters. And I think I, I really appreciate that he's doing that. And he's one of many beta readers that I have in order to uh, make sure that I am appropriately representing um, my diverse cast. And I'm excited about how diverse I made this, um, my nine characters. And I hope you're going to see that uh, as I go through the chapters. I'd like to thank, as always, Danny Contreras, who uh, put together the riff you heard at the top of the podcast. And lastly, I'd like to thank you for showing up and uh, lending your time and listening. So thank you for tuning in and goodbye.